Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to episode 130 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. We are doing part two of our fantasy football breakdown for you guys today. <clears throat> if you haven't listened to last week's episode, pause, go back, listen to episode one, or not episode one, episode 129, part one of fantasy, fantasy football. We talked about quarterbacks, wide receivers, and defenses last week. This week, we're covering running backs, tight ends, and kickers. So if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to it from last week. If not, if you have listened to it, keep, uh, keep listening. And before we dive into Patreon, go ahead. If you haven't already and you're listening to this, if you haven't subscribed to our Patreon, then what are you doing? You're losing money. Well, technically, technically not really. Uh, we were on a hot streak. Cool off a little bit but back on semi of a hot streak but for real though you're losing money uh and then people are like well i don't really gamble on because right now the only thing's going on is mlb people that we've reached out to oh, i don't really gamble in mlb i don't know, know a whole lot about it that's the whole exact reason why you subscribe to the patreon because we make the picks for you you just put the money down and win yeah we give you the insight on what you need to do well really travis right now but I posted a pretty cool we, – we're, and it's not just baseball right now. I'm, we're posting futures and things like that. We posted an article on division futures for the NFL that we think not just division winners, but there's some second place and some other bets you can do there that I think are pretty cool. I posted a – this is something I might be doing more of. It was like a, like a little mini podcast that I did. It was about 20 or so minutes. I talked about some cool NFL futures that the DraftKings Sportsbook had that I thought – you know, would be, uh, you know, you'd be, you'd be eligible for one of them. And I'll give you guys a little teaser on. I thought it was pretty cool. Travis, you might like this. It was pull it up real quick. It was basically for none of these teams to win their division. So I know it sounds weird to kind of think about that out loud, but it was for none of these teams to win the division. It was, let's see, where's that? Here you go. Futures parlays. So, not so none of these teams will win their division. Jets, Bengals, Jaguars, Broncos, Eagles, Lions, Falcons, or the Niners. So basically, you're saying, hey, that's none a of lock. These, none of these teams won the division. That's the uh, that's the dog at plus one twenty five. That's a lock. So if you go to the DraftKings Sportsbook, go to NFL, go to Team Futures, go to Future. Futures parlays, and it's the first one on there. It's called worst to first, so you can pick any of those. The one, the one team there that scares me is the Niners because they're the only team that that can potentially win that division. I think. Yeah, but that's a. I'll take I'll take them. Basically, you're you're doing Niners to not win a division at plus one twenty five. Yeah, 
So that was one of the ones I did today. Like, so it's like Travis said, it's more than just MLB content. We're going to start ramping it up. Some college football futures are going to be coming out for the next week. Week on the zero Patreon. this week. What? Week zero this week. Week zero this week. Yes, sir. We got, we got some games. Oh, we should probably talk about that. I didn't put that on the script. We'll talk about that. Um, thank you for reminding me. We do have like four or five college f- football games this week that I, we didn't even really take a, take a deep dive into. forgot to put that on there. Um, but it is week zero. So subscribe to the Patreon. We've been <laughs> hot on the, on the baseball plays. I've won money the last two weeks for the first time in a long time, tailing Travis's MLB plays. And like I said, or like Travis said, there's more than just MLB on there. There's going to be NFL, NCAA football once the season rolls around. And the baseball stuff is going to keep on coming. So that's if, I mean, yeah, like you could just subscribe to the baseball stuff now, pay for the Patreon for the next couple of months, and boom, you get our football picks all year for free. What I will say uh, is, is the subscription levels are 5 8 and $10 for the first week only. So until Friday, everyone who signs up for the 8 and $10 subscription for this first week is getting everything that will be included in the $10 subscription. The MLB plays are going to be part of the $10 subscription because they're the, they're the premium package. These futures and stuff are all going to be on the $10 premium package. But right now for this week, we're giving it to anyone who subscribes to the eight or $10 package. So um, check Dive it out. Into that. Check yeah. it out. This is really fucking me up. Jared's camera's broken. And I can't see him. I'm just staring at this picture of Jared. His mouth's not moving because we're not together. So I can't tell. I can't read his body language of when he's going to go into a sentence or not. Uh, yeah, so really I'm going to cut him off, but tonight trying something new, Jared, I don't think you've ever had it. Ranch water. Mm. Have you seen this stuff? I've heard of ranch water. I mean, heard of it. You know, pe- people make ranch water. Uh, it just doesn't so, seem like my type of thing. Yeah. It's like, uh, for those of you who can't see my screen, it's not actually like ranch, like made of ranch. Uh, but it's like a hard seltzer. They have they have like an original one, basically like tequila and lime. They didn't have that at the gas station. And my co- my uh, employee of mine told me to go out and try it. But this is all they had. They had spicy ranch water. So I'm kind of scared. It is agave and lime and jalapeno. Gross. It sounds it's like a, is it tequila? Uh, that's my that would be my assumption. It smells like it's not going to taste good and smells like I'm going to have to run upstairs and get a different drink. No, I mean, it doesn't smell good. At all. I mean, it probably doesn't taste good at all. No way in hell it does. That is the weirdest thing I've ever put in my body. Yeah. Dude. I can't so, tell if I like it. It's hot. It's, it's yeah. fucking, they're not lying when they say it's spicy. This shit is like, nope. Don't like it. So what I think it imagine like what I'm imagining to be a lot like is like the chalada, like the like the Budweiser chaladas, where they do like Tabasco sauce and uh, tomato juice and Budweiser all mixed together. This literally tastes like you were to just take a regular like unflavored seltzer and just muddle up jalapenos in it. Gross. I don't know if I like it. Uh before we dive into our, our segment, I'm going to have to run upstairs and grab a different drink because I might be able to make it through this one, but that's it. All right. Well, Travis is going to run upstairs and grab a different drink. Um, real quick, we're going to pull up before we dive into fantasy football. I totally forgot it was college football week zero. So we do have some college football games for you guys this weekend. Um, 
we're not going to, we didn't do, a, I didn't do a lot of prep for this, but let's pull up and see. We actually, yes, we have actually three games this weekend that you can bet on according right now to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, there's a game at one o'clock or at noon on, on Saturday, two 30 and eight 30. You got UConn at Fresno. So UConn's traveling to Fresno state. This is like our little intro into degenerates digest for all you new listeners, stuff we do every week. Once football season rolls around, we give you picks. There's only three to do this week. UConn, Fresno state. The spread is Fresno state minus 27 and a half. And the over under is 62 and a half. I don't really know a lot about either of these teams, but just UConn plus 27 and a half is just too enticing for me. That's, that's four UConn, touchdowns. UConn didn't play, play football last year. Like at all. Okay. So, and the year before that, they were horrible. Like, like actually terrible. Okay, so what do you mean? Like, just like I, I'm, I don't feel comfortable doing Fresno State minus 27 and a half either. No, absolutely not. Um, I this would lean you just under stay away 62 from? and a half. I guess if I had to, if you're tying my hand, I'll do the under there as well. So, you Actually, Fresno yeah, State. Because I don't think they're going to score a lot of points. And if we're not taking Fresno at minus 27 and a half, I'm going to go under 62 and a half and – feel fairly confident about it okay so that's the two drug brothers pick for uconn at fresno state under 62 and a half we'll put out a more detailed um analysis about this on the patreon but right now that's worth feeling next game hawaii ucla uh same thing hawaii is the underdog ucla is the 18 point favorites at minus 18 and the over under is 68 i'm almost want to lean the over here just because i feel like hawaii games are always super high scoring uh I am leaning Hawaii plus 18. That was, that was my gut there. So let's do that. Let's do two drunk brothers, Hawaii plus 18. Um, so we're going to do. UCLA UConn went for- three and three last year and Hawaii had a pretty decent team. Uh, they went to a bowl game and won. Uh, so yeah, plus 18 all go. day. Like that. So UConn Fresno state under 62 and a half Hawaii plus 18 for the, for the middle game slate. Uh, last game of the night, UTEP at New Mexico state. Uh, New Mexico State is the home underdog. They are the 10-point underdogs. So it's New Mexico State plus 10, over under 56 and a half. I honestly have no clue where to go here. I know New Mexico State's pretty terrible, though. They are indeed. uh, They're both pretty bad. The last time these two faced off uh, was in November of 2019 because New Mexico, New Mexico State played two spring games this past year when they did that whole weird yeah. uh, spring league. Uh, but New Mexico State beat UTEP last time they played at home by nine points. Not, not sure, just off the top of my head or doing any research, how many of those same players they have. I would imagine quite a bit considering they took a whole year off and a lot of those players still had eligibility. First game of the season, don't really know what's going on at home. I would lean New Mexico plus 10. Two Mexico plus 10 and a bonus pick of Mexico plus 290 money line. There you go. I so mean, four total. Yeah. There's also two other games, but I'm assuming they're not on DraftKings yet because just the odds have been changing. Yeah, there are two. Yeah. So we'll do a more detailed sheet on that later, but. Um, that is, this is a week, Travis, like Travis said, week zero, there's always a few games that first, before that first official weekend of college football. 
So the two drunk brothers official picks um, for again, again, more detailed stuff coming on the Patreon. Uh, UConn Fresno State under 62 and a half. We're going to go Hawaii UCLA. We're going to go Hawaii plus 18 and UTEP New Mexico State. We're going to do New Mexico State plus 10 and a bonus pick. Uh, we're going to take the home dogs money line at plus 290. So New Mexico State plus new plus 290. So lock those in. It's going to, I mean, I don't give a shit about any of these teams, but you, you bet your ass I'll be tuning in on Saturday. So. Oh, absolutely. I was talking to when I'm like the same employee told me to try this ranch water. Uh, not great, but he was like, but this, the teams this weekend suck. I was like, yeah, they might suck, but there's not going to be any like actually good games on. So it's technically still going to be decent football. If you want to look at it that way. That's true. Cause the preseason stuff this weekend is going to be terrible because it's all going to be like your third and fourth stringers fighting for a, pl- uh, a roster spot. So definitely uh, lock those in again, more detailed stuff coming on the Patreon, but let's dive into fantasy football. Travis, do you, do you need to go, go dra- gra- grab a drink? Yeah, I gotta go. I'll be right back. So, tra- so Travis is going to grab a drink. So um, definitely, like I said, sub to the Patreon to get more in-depth analysis, but college football week zero is kicking off this weekend. And uh, pretty much every week after this, we will have a more detailed segment called the generous digest. So for all you new listeners, we call it the generous digest. We go over, we cover all of the prime time NFL games. So we talk about Thursday night, Sunday night and Monday night. And then we also give two additional picks that we like one of them being our lock of the week. And we also sprinkle in some college stuff. Now, with that being said, on the Patreon, we are going to be included, including at the lowest subscription level of $5 per month, you will get our full NFL card. That means every NFL game, every weekend, we'll give analysis on whether you want, whether you should lean this way, bet this game, this game is a lock, stay away from this game, and also our expanded NCAA card. Because in the past, we've only ever done a handful of college games every weekend on the podcast, but then... In real life, we end up betting a lot more because there's a lot more stuff we like to we like to talk about that really we don't have the time to talk about on the podcast in an hour, hour, 15 minutes. So um, definitely tune into that. But with that being said, let's kick off into the fantasy football part two episode, running backs, tight ends, and kickers. So we're using fantasy pros as a reference. We're going to assume this is everything is based on a 10-man half-point PPR league. So first question, let's kick it off with running backs. Travis, even if you're in a PPR league this year, are you value, are you valuing running backs over wide receivers? Absolutely. Uh, I think we we covered this a little bit in our last episode, just because of how scarce uh, the running back position is this year. Me and Jared are in like an extended draft going on right now where we're co-managing a team and with a with, lot- with with the belly up, fam. With the belly up fam, well, I'm sure we'll be, they'll be posting about it and stuff throughout the season. What I was getting at, though, was that I feel like a lot of people are undervaluing running backs, even though it is a full point uh, PPR league that we're in. Like a lot of people, you know, we'll get one running back out of the way and then go wide receiver, tight end. And it's like by the time it comes back around, you're scooping up a very, very, very low tier starting running back on a team and that's not what you want at all yeah if you're talking about you know waiting to get your second your rb2 and like travis said that that fourth uh that fourth round i mean you want to talk about talk about some guys you have to choose as your rb2 in the fourth round you're looking at miles gaskin daryl henderson kareem hunt 
Kareem Hunt's not even the starting running back on his team. Um, Miles Gaskins in a crowded backfield. Daryl Henderson is probably the best out of those options right now. But you're looking at you're waiting to scoop up if you like Travis said if you're going running back, wide receiver, then tight end, and waiting to get your RB two in round four. Gaskin, Daryl Henderson, Kareem Hunt, Mike Davis, James Robinson. Those are the guys you're picking from. And to me, that's not a great selection for your RB two. So I would also I'm also valuing running backs way higher than I ever had before this year. I'm usually a wide receiver. I'm like, you know, fuck it. Running backs will come. Not this year. It, it, no, it there's so happen. many wide receivers. And a lot, to be honest, a lot of wide receivers that you're going to be able to get this year, um, you're going to, are going to be boomers that come late in the draft. And you always, always have a handful of wide receivers that are just steals off the waiver wire come week two or three injuries, whatever it may be, like you have guys like maybe Austin Eckler goes down. God forbid that happens because that was our first-round draft pick in this 12-man league. But then you got like guys like Joshua Kelly and, um, you know, Justin Larry Roundtree. Larry Roundtree. That's another one there. You know, so guys like that, they can scoop up. um, But you still need to pick up your first two running backs early. So that's question one. Question two, running back outside of the top 10 of the – outside of top 10 ADP, that you're valuing so your top ten running backs. Well, uh, top ten ADP, top ten ADP running backs. So yeah, it's basically top ten running back. Okay. Uh, I mean, the obvious one here. It sucks. Shouldn't even be here though. Is the whole case? Uh, the guy we were just talking about, Austin Eckler, right now is the eleventh ranked running back. Uh, should be way higher. Yeah. So I I wanted to go Austin Eckler there, but I actually went in a different direction because I think this. Guy, I did. T- I was gonna say I took the obvious, but I have another one. Yeah, it's Chris Carson. Yep, that's my other one as well. Yeah, Chris Carson. He played in only 12 games last year, but had a career high in yards per carry. He had 4.8 yards per carry last year. Career high in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. He had four receiving touchdowns last year. So if you're in the half-point PPR league, that helps out a lot. He, I think he has the ability of being a top-10 back. And obviously everyone values running backs this year because if you look at the ADP overall, like literally one through nine are all running backs. Yeah. But Chris – Chris Carson has an ADP of 30. So really, if you want to be like, him hey, like late second, early third. What? No, it's late third, early fourth. Because you think one to 10 is first round, 11 to 20 is second round, 21 to yeah, 30 yeah. is third round. You're right. So, you're right. So late third, early fourth. The only thing with him is it seems every year that injury bug gets him. Mm. He is very prone to injury, but. The weeks that he is healthy, it is worth that pick in the third or fourth round because he is bananas. He does really well. Not only that, but if you're in a half PPR, full PPR league, he's getting a lot of points out of the backfield. You know, he's he's a big pass catching back. Yeah, absolutely. And he's very good. So even as an RB1, I think he's worth the squeeze in a late second, early third. But even if you can scoop him up as an RB2, Good for you. I mean, that, that's great. So, uh, you know, Chris Carson is is right there. I'm on the cusp of players that I think can be in the in the top 10 um, come the end of the year. So let's go ahead and take a look at Arby's inside the top 10 that you think will have a meh kind of year or that you're avoiding. It's not a lot. I know you're leaning towards one, and I'm going to go a different way uh, because I would pick him as well. I'm going to pick non-obvious one here. I am going to say Ezekiel Elliott. 
I don't hate uh, that pick. He's number five. He's, you know, fifth running back, fifth overall ADP um, in your draft. It's just he's been on a downward slope the last couple of years. Like, yeah, he's going to put up your points still here and there. He's going to have a big game here and there. But getting Dak Prescott back, I feel, feel like they're going to be throwing the ball a little bit more. They're not going to be relying on Ezekiel Elliott to get the ball down the field. So his touches are probably going to go down just a tad. Um, and not only that, but his red zone scoring is going to go down a little bit too. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate that pick at all. I, I was telling you today that I don't think Zeke has been the same running back that he was in, in his rookie year. You know, at five, I'm just saying there would be that like I wouldn't be like thrilled taking Zeke. Like I no. would rather have the eight or ninth pick and take someone like Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Okay, well, I'm glad you said eight or ninth, and I'm steering clear of Saquon Barkley. He has an ADP of seven or eight right now, depending on where you look. Uh, I just, if I'm sitting at seven or eight, I would not, it would not sit well with me if I had to spend it on Saquon Barkley. Not only coming off the injury, um, Saquon is a stud athlete. Don't get me wrong, no bones about it. The Giants' O-line and offense, on the other hand, is an absolute fucking mess. For me, if, I, if you're drafting a seven or eight, and Barkley's there, I would honestly value Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, and Chris Carson over Saquon Barkley, in my opinion. I wouldn't necessarily go as far as Najee Harris, but Eckler, Aaron, and Aaron Jones for sure. Uh, it just It's hard because, like, I'm not saying that he's going to have a bad year at all. Uh, I could very well see him tearing it up. But at, at that pick, that's a, it's tearing, just a lot tearing, of risk. Tearing. Tearing what up his ACL? Yeah, exactly. No, but like he could very well have a damn good year because we've seen him have an incredible year and the Giants suck. Uh, the Giants still aren't going to be great and he could have a good year, but the risk of taking him there and coming off that just the huge injury is just not for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would hate it to have that seventh or eighth pick or even sixth pick in the draft right now because that's where he's at. And, I just don't like it because then you have that big gap to where you, to where you pick again. So um, Travis is staying away from Zeke. I'm staying away from Saquon Barkley inside the top 10. That'll uh, make a there question a coming up really interesting. Okay. Yeah, it will. Is there a team <laughs> that you're avoiding running backs from? So much like last week, we said, is there a team for wide receivers avoiding? We both said the Dolphins. Is there a team that you're avoiding running backs from this year? <sighs> It's tough because I'm kind of avoiding some from a lot of teams. I'll go first. 
Um, mine's Tampa Bay. They have three stud That's, running backs. Yeah. I mean, and the, they have Ronald Jones, playoff Lenny, and Gio Bernard. Uh, that's just too much to go around. And last year we saw with Bruce Arians that if one of you, if you know, more, more than likely or not, Ronald Jones is going to get the lion's share of the carries. But if he fucks up early on in the game, makes a fumble, makes a dumb play, misses a blocking assignment, Bruce Arians has no problem putting him on the pine and giving the next man up the opportunity. So that to me is just not great because if you have Ronald Jones, he slips, falls, fumbles, you know, does whatever the first he fumbles drive of the game. Exactly. First drive of the game, they're going to yank him, put in Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette fucks up. They got Gio. They have so much depth there. And it's really, Good depth. it's really risky too, because like right now, if you're looking at draft boards, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are like right next to each other. So it's like that even shows right there. Which one do you want to take? Exactly. So Probably I'm not. avoiding Tampa Bay running backs at all costs. I am going to go. And I know you're probably not like looking at necessarily multiple running backs from this team, but I am not comfortable with the Colts backfield. Uh, not no, only, I, terms, I, yep. Not only in terms of where their team is headed right now. I know they're saying Carson Wentz is looking healthy for Week One, or they're hopefully he's going to make return Week One. Take that out of the equation. Jonathan Taylor, me and Jared both aren't sold on him, uh, especially of where he's going in the draft. But they put in Naheem Hines and. Uh, What's that other guy there? Marlon, Marlon Mack. Yeah, Marlon Mack. And they, they do so many different formations and so many different, like, dumps and dinks to different running backs. It it's, just scares me whenever you think of Jonathan Taylor getting in the end zone. It could be Naheem Hines a lot of the time coming off of a little dump pass out of the backfield. So I would avoid Colts running backs, surprisingly. No, I, I don't hate that at all. I mean, Colts. Ever, I mean, the Naheem Hines, Marlon Mack, and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor is going to get. I think they replaced Marlon Mack too early, to, in my opinion. They did, but especially if you're in a half point or even a full full point PPR league, Jonathan Taylor is not going to get pass catches. It's going to be Naheem Hines or Marlon Mack. Those are your second, third down screenplay running backs. Marlon Mack's your north to south run between run, run between the tackles guy. And yeah, he may get a few goal line touchdowns here and there. But like you said, if they're on the eight, nine, ten yard line, you know who's who's to say who, who's going to get that swing pass out of the backfield that Carson Wentz loves to fucking do. We've seen him do it in Philly to Miles Sanders to Boston Scott to those guys like that. So I don't, I don't, I don't hate that pick at all. All right, glad we're on the same page. Um... This is a popular one, especially as it's become increasing, increasingly popular in today's day and age with injuries and just dual running back fields. What is a running back handcuff that you're looking for? That's not only necessarily that you're looking for, but realistic to get where you're not going to waste, you know, a pick getting someone that could fall in your lap if you have the other one. Okay. So I have, I have three, two of them could definitely fall in your lap. One is something you're going to have to aggressively go after. Okay. What's your, what's your aggressive one? Denver, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Their ADPs are 65 and 75 respectively. So you're, if you're in a 10 man league, you're gonna have to spend back to back draft picks on them. But this for sure locks up that you know that you have at least the starting running back in Denver. I think it's gonna be Melvin Gordon. Travis and I drafted Melvin Gordon in this team in this league we're co-managing together. I think they're gonna give him the nod, but. I think that's a good handcuff to have. Yeah, I don't know for, how long it's going to yeah. last. How long he's yeah. going to last as a starting back. They can replace him. 
Um, you might get burned a couple of weeks by starting one and not the other, but it would be worth, you know, having them both once they do figure it out, you know, whether, and whether it, it is like you, you waste a draft pick on one. It's like, okay, you know, at least I had the other one in case something happened. Yeah. Cut them and then just cut your losses and move on essentially. Yeah. The only thing is like, you have to be semi comfortable with your backfield. Um, if you're going to do that or semi comfortable with your team, yeah. because you're going to have to spend, what is it? A seventh and eighth rounder on those guys. Uh, well, 65 would be say, yeah, seventh and eighth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a, that's a tough one. That would, that is aggressive. So yeah, I'm glad you got that one out of the way. Mine. I don't have any, my super aggressive one would be Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Okay. Where the Chubb is obviously you're going to have to get him in the it's first, gonna be you your first and maybe third or fourth rounders. But last year, those are two guys that you could have started together weekend together. Weekend. Yep. Yep. Which is crazy to think about. It is like, but you could like, especially in this league that we're in Travis, like where we have two flex spots and two running back spots and two wide receiver spots. Like, so you're talking about six different spots where you can start running backs and wide receivers. Definitely. You could have been like, Hey, I'm going to start Chubb as my RB one. And then, you know, uh, Hunt's going to be my, my flex one. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a position where they could be in. So I don't hate that one at all. My next one is going to be for the Los Angeles Chargers. It's going to be Austin Eckler. And there's three guys you can do from there. Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly, or Larry Roundtree. I have, I, I have Eckler and Roundtree on mine. I got Eckler and Justin Jackson because Justin Jackson has been proven. Larry Roundtree, is he going to make the team even? Yeah, I've read a lot, like, from a lot of uh, Chargers writers, and not only that, but, like, super serious fans that they drafted him for a reason, and the other two, especially Justin Jackson, has huge injury problems alone. But so does Eckler. So that, that's the reason why I put the Chargers on here, because Eckler does, have, does have, a, have an injury history. I remember last year, it, a lot of times Joshua Kelly was toting the ball because Justin Jackson would come in and get hurt immediately, go right back out. So I think Larry Roundtree, you know, they drafted him for a reason. He's going to make the team. Uh, and when Eckler's not in, Larry Roundtree's – I mean, we watched him at Zoo. He's a big boy. He's going to be that third down back, I feel like, because uh, all the other guys are small. So he's going to be the yeah. guy that gets the goal line carries if they need him to. Still, regardless of whoever it is, Austin Eckler, whoever you feel comfortable with, Justin Jackson, Travis A is injury prone, stay over him. But you look at Joshua Kelly or Relay Roundtree, they're all 240 plus on ADP. So they could be your last, they're going to be your last round. Yeah, if you have an Eckler, I would definitely swoop up one of them. Uh, But which Travis and I, Travis and I will do in this 12 12 man league because we have Eckler and that we're just going to, it's probably going to be Roundtree for us just, but. Yeah, it's I mean, homers, but that's how yeah. it is. But definitely, definitely get get a cuff for Eckler because Eckler does have some injury history as well. Yeah, for sure. Another one I have, uh, since you basically have listed off, uh, you know, that one that I had. It's from a team that's not very good, but it's one that I think might be able to pay off. It's from the New York Jets, and it's Tevin Coleman and Michael Carter, uh, the okay. guy that they just drafted. Tevin Coleman, they say right now, is probably looking like he's going to get the starting nod. We've seen him. He's proven himself in Atlanta. He's a big pass-catching back. But should he get his job overtaken, 
I feel like it's not a bad idea to have Michael Carter, a starting running back on a team where an offense, you know, is not going to be that big of an issue. No, I don't hate that one at all. I mean, especially and they're both if- guys that you can get way late in the draft. Like shit off the top of my head. Let me scroll down here. Yeah, I got it. Michael Carter is uh, 80th overall. And so seventh round or ninth round. Ninth round. Tevin Coleman's 165. So 17th round. So last round. Okay. Yeah. So definitely, definitely something you, you can for sure do. I don't hate that one at all. Um, especially if you draft them and want to cuff them up. And like, same thing. Like if, if one guy turns out to be the guy, cut him. Or is, isn't the guy cut him? The other guy is. Keep him. My last one is. Should be an obvious one, but I feel like I see it's something that that everybody who drafts this guy misses out on every year because everyone in, in my leagues has this other guy, and the guy that has the starter doesn't have him. Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray for New Orleans. You have to have it. Kamara had, had injury history. Was it last year or the year before? I can't remember. But I think this is one you have to have because you just can't afford others to start Latavius Murray and get, be getting touchdowns against you when you have Alvin Kamara because Lat Murray does get those goal line touchdowns. Uh, Kamara yeah, is healthy. Exactly. He goal line touchdowns. Exactly. Kamara is your first round draft pick. Latavius Murray has an ADP of 137. So you're looking at late 14th round. It can't hurt to grab him in those later rounds as not only an injury cuff, but just so someone can't start him against you. Because like Travis has said, Latavius Murray gets those goal line touchdowns even when Kamara's healthy. So, Yep, I totally agree. I like that one a lot. Um, let's move on into the next thing. Top 10 running backs. So say, so we're assuming that they're both on the board and they're kind of similar-ish ADPs. Who are you taking? We got four different questions here. First one, I think it's fairly obvious. Uh, Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb? I'm taking Derrick Henry all the way. Derrick Henry. So the, when I framed these questions, I was trying to think of, of running backs who are like similar in style. So, yeah. My only thought with – honestly, I I don't hate it because I'm a huge Nick Chubb guy. have been since he came into the league. My it's only Cream Hunt. With uh, Nick Chubb, not only – yeah, it's basically Cream Hunt – but going the other side, no one is going to take carries away from Derrick Henry. Yeah, exactly. Like Derrick Henry is the bell cow, the only running back down there. So I, I totally agree. Next one is uh, uh, Zeke or Saquon. This is tough because this, this, this is, is – Yeah, best of two evils here. Which one? So Because Zeke was, Zeke was Travis's running back to avoid. Mine was – Saquon was mine, so – I'm going Saquon just because I think uh, on Saquon's best day, he is going to put up much better numbers than Zeke's best day. Okay. And to be fair, I think Zeke on his worst day puts up better numbers than Saquon on his worst day. So that's something I'm thinking about. I'm going with Zeke here. I think Zeke's the better pass catching running back in this situation. I think he's going to be put in better situations. Better pass catching? No way. Not than Saquon. Not better than Saquon. I think when Zeke gets out in the flats, he's he's almost untackleable. Now, last year, he's he had hand problems. He could not hold on to anything. He's he also had people throwing lame ducks to him. Dak Prescott wasn't there, so fair enough. My only thing is just the the upside of Saquon is significant. Like Saquon's ceiling is much higher than Zeke's, in my opinion. Okay, fair. Agree to disagree on that one. 
Next All one. Right, this next one is, is going to be rough, and I guarantee you we end up biting their words on it. But because I know we're both leaning in the same direction, Jonathan Taylor or Najee Harris? I'm going Najee Harris all day. I'm going Najee. I was so high on him heading in the preseason. I know it's only preseason, but he has been less than desirable. He's left a lot on the table so far. Najee Harris? Yeah. But I like you said, Jonathan Taylor just has the opportunities to have so much taken away from with Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines. Najee Harris is the guy in Pittsburgh. Like there's no one else taking taking shit away from him. Yeah, I feel you. It might be a little bit different mindset once he heads into uh, the regular season because he was probably like, shit, son. I played in regular my regular season games at Alabama were more important than this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably what he was thinking. So yeah, we both go Najee Harris. This next one, it's tough. Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones. Uh, they're very, they're very similar styles. Style they box. are. I am going to go Aaron Jones. He stays healthier, and just his workload is off the charts. Okay, I lean Austin Eckler, but the more, the more that when you said that his workload, I almost want to change my pick to Aaron Jones, and I actually will change to Aaron Jones. Maybe a little biased because like we got Eckler, and everywhere I'm reading, he, he's going to be. And that offense is going to be a workhorse. But like you said, Aaron Jones, kind of similar to Najee Harris. Who's going to take the touches away, away from, from Aaron Jones? Like, and that's the yeah, Aaron Jones. Like, there, I remember games last year where he had two and three touchdowns. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Two, yeah. Even he could have two receiving and one rushing, like they, or all of them receiving. Like, he's a very good pass catching back. So, yeah. I thought yeah. That, was a, that was a fun question because a lot of those guys in the top 10 were very similar and style, which is why I asked it, which leads us to our last question about running backs or our last, it's like our rankings. And then I have to get a drink Um, top five running backs. According to us, these are not like any like ADP style bullshit. This is going to, this might surprise you guys because mine's, I shook, I, uh, I shook some things up. Uh, My, my number one CMC and especially in, I mean, super obvious and, PPR, he just—it's not even fair. He'll catch—he can catch ten passes a game. Mine is not CMC. Mine's Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is a great running back. He gets the job done. He can run north to south. He can catch those passes. Yeah, um, I mean, he might be a better running back, but in fantasy, it's not even for me. It's not even close. I am valuing Dalvin Cook over CMC this year just because I think uh, the Panthers are going to be fucking terrible and they're going to be passing a lot late in the games. So I know you said CMC can catch ten passes a game. When they're down by two plus touchdowns, they're not going to be throwing the ball to the running back. So, I don't know. They seem to always <laughs> have done that. Uh, my number two is Dalvin Cook. My number two is Derrick Henry. Just like you You're said, no really one's going to take. Gonna put Derrick Henry doesn't even catch a pass. Derrick Henry is no one's no one's taking those touches away from him. CMC's no my CMC's my 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 third back. Alvin Kamara is my third. Derrick Henry is my fourth. Nick Chubb is my fifth. So mine goes Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, CMC, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara. All right. There you have it. I'm, I'm not, it depends on who's the starting run quarterback in New Orleans for me for Alvin Kamara. I mean, if, if, we're James going, Wentz, if we're going talent wise, like Kamara wouldn't even be in my top five, but we're going no. on fantasy point scoring. So it, he's got to be in there because he just, that's all they do is throw to him and figure out ways to get him involved. 
Yeah, and I think if Jameis Winston is, in the, is starting running back, Kamara might be top three for me. I just don't know who it's going to be right now. It should be Jameis, but we'll we'll see. That's another story yeah, for different day. Sean Payton is dodging those questions because he has a boner for Taysom Hill, but it's ridiculous. Um, there's our running backs uh, going into tight ends. A little bit different because tight ends now I feel like are more meaningful in each year as each passing fucking second goes by uh first question on the board how early are you taking travis kelsey if the opportunity presents itself i gotta go on my little soapbox little talk about travis kelsey for a second i just don't get the thought of taking him in the first round or even early second like i just feel like there's so many other replacements out there yes he's the best tight end that you're gonna get maybe like right now uh kittles is very very close second but nobody's so talking about taking him in the first yeah i'm glad i'm glad you i'm glad you said that about kittle because when kittle's healthy like if you look at be him better. in 29 yeah 2019 like he was getting volume out the ass for me kelsey if i am in a 10-man league and i have the 10th pick I am taking him at either 10 or 11 because then you don't get another pick for a long, long, long time. Nope. That's, you know what I'm saying? The only way I would take him is if I had uh, the second or third pick and I were to take him late in the second, I would never take him in the first or early second ever. So the only way I would do it is like I said, with a 10 man league, if I had 10 and 11 back to back, he'd be either 10 and 11 for me. Other than that, I said, Mid to late second should be the early. But then you're fucked on, yeah. on the rest of your positions. Because you're not picking again for 20 picks. And you might have a running back, and then now you have a tight end. Yeah. So then with your third and fourth rounders, you're getting a mid to low tier running back and a mid tier wide receiver. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I don't know. I I still think it's worth the squeeze right there. If you get him back to back like that, if you you can get him and like a Devontae Adams or somebody like that back to back, that's not bad. I would only say if you, if he falls to you, I would definitely never reach for a Travis Kelsey. Okay. So Travis is saying like late second, I'm saying, unless you have that last pick in your draft, you're going back to back between the last pick of the first and first pick of the second, which you're probably looking at, you know, mid, mid to late. So Kind of, kind of on the same way, uh, you know, uh, thought process there. After, so the second question, after Kelsey Kittle, I'm glad you said that you think George Kittle is your for sure number two because I think he definitely is. 
after Kelsey Kittle, are there any tight ends you think are worth taking within the first five rounds? This can be controversial because Darren Waller is ranked really, really high. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, he, I would, he would be the only one that I would take in the first five rounds. I don't think he's worth taking an ADP of 25 though. I don't think he's worth taking that, that mid third round pick. Uh, yeah. Cause right now, like his ADP on fantasy pros is over George Kittle. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't take Darren Waller until fourth, the fourth round. Yeah. I mean, he had nine touches there then go for it, but I'm not. Yeah. He had, but I'll take him in top five. He had nine touchdowns last year. I don't see that happening again. Before that, the highest he had was three. Um, I don't know, though, because there's nobody there. I, I personally would not take Waller. And, and, like, I think there's some other tight ends out there that can get way later that produce decent enough to, to get your team by. But you can, you can replace a Waller with a good running back or good wide receiver here. Another another team another player that I think if it falls to you if Pitts falls to you at like the end of round five then maybe worth a squeeze but outside of Kelsey Kittle I just I don't I don't see it I would not take Darren Waller in the top five rounds that's my opinion I would I, if you have a good if you have two good running backs and a wide receiver in your first three I would absolutely take Darren Waller in the fourth round okay to each their own I just. I mean, I don't, I'm not seeing it for him this year. We'll see, though. I think also think Vegas, I think Vegas is going to be bad. But we also have said bad players can make They don't have fan- to be good. Bad, yeah. Or bad teams can produce good, good fantasy players. So Exactly. They do not have to be good. Sleeper tight end. This is what it's made for because this is where uh, 60% at. of the league kind of goes for is the sleeper tight end like guys that aren't going to reach for the top four in the five rounds like we just said um a tight end that you can get outside of the top 10 and i have one and we're going to do our power rankings later that i think will is going to end up as a top five tight end this year okay and that's tyler higby Uh, right now he is the 13th overall tight end with adp of 110 I was telling Jared earlier, you got to remember, Matt Stafford is in L.A. Look what Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford made uh, T.J. Hawkinson. He had Eric Ebron on the brink of an up-and-coming season, moved him to Pittsburgh where he broke out. Matt Stafford loves his tight ends, and Tyler Higby is a pretty damn good one. Uh, he just never really got the opportunity to, to shine because he had fucking Jared Goff throwing to him. Matt Stafford loves his tight ends. Hey, there you go. And not only that, but I'm a huge Matt Stafford guy, and I'd love to see him uh, turn Tyler Higby into a stud uh, for a sleeper pick. No, I, mean, I don't. I don't hate that at all. I think I think it's a great pick um, for him to be top five. Though might be a little bit of a stretch. We'll see. Hey, gotta, um, what is the podcast without a bold take? Exactly. We 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 exclaim bold takes, and that's what we do. My sleeper tight end outside the top 10, I think you can get. It's a guy that I've, I've been high on since he was in college. I wanted the Rams when they were in the St. Louis to draft this guy. Cause at the time we needed it. We needed a tight end. It's probably Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hunter Henry. You knew it right off the gate, but he's in new England. Now do you, do you, do you disagree with this at all? 
I don't disagree with the talent of Hunter Henry at all. No, I just disagree with the scheme that he's in because New England. If Mac is just, Jones, if Mac Jones ends up being the quarterback, he'll have a good year. Change the center, he might be good, but to act like he hasn't produced like a top tight end is absolutely insane. Each of the last two seasons, he's had 600 plus receiving yards and five and four touchdowns respectively. I know it's not wow off the charts, but outside of Kelsey and Kittle and those top tight ends, those aren't bad numbers. Oh, I mean, just, don't get me wrong. You put Hunter Henry in, you know, the Chiefs scheme or the Raiders or the 49ers, and he's just as good as any one of them. Yeah, but listen to this. As a matter of fact, last year, outside of Kelsey and Waller, so obviously those guys both had over 1,000 receiving yards, so they're anomalies. But the third-place guy, I can't remember who it was, Hunter Henry was only 110 yards off the third-best the, the third tight end. Yeah, I had Hunter so, Henry in, in, in both my leagues last year, and I loved him. He's great. I've loved yeah. Hunter Henry since he's coming into the league. Good guy, huge athletic tight end that is just, a, I mean, in the red zone, he's a machine. Now you talk about system fit. What has Bill Belichick done in New England, though? Yes, he had Rob Gronkowski, but then like – And, and? And the killer. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Hernandez, for those of you who don't know, a lot of people think about a lot of people that are big football fans right now, probably don't remember how good Aaron Hernandez was. He was so dominant, dude. Aaron Hernandez, no shit, not shitting you would have been better than Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Like he was, he was better. And I'm pretty sure Gronk even came out and said that (laughs) someone came out and said that like, you know, Aaron Hernandez was was better than Gronk, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, because Gronk is an animal. Yeah. But, but ever since they moved out of Gronk, I don't know if they've just kind of changed the way they do things. Like, yeah, they'll have a big hit play to a tight end every once in a while. I'd love to see this turn out. Um, but, you know, we'll see with that quarterback situation. If it's Cam, no fucking chance. Which they're having tr- trouble in paradise right now. They're having they're having problems with, with him apparently. So hey, I think Mac Jones Cam's might be COVID the protocol right now. Yeah, the, Mac Jones honestly I think might be the week one starter. Which I pray to God because the Dolphins play them week one, and I think we would eat him alive. So yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. So that's our sleeper tight end. Travis has um Tyler Higby. I have Hunter Henry. Both guys you can get late. I know for that. I know that for a fact. Actually. Let's look it up. Tyler Higby, you get, like I said, 110, so 12th round. Uh, Hunter Henry, 144, so 15th round. Exactly. So both those guys you can wait on there. Uh, top tight end, top 10 tight end to avoid. Uh, I think TJ Hawkinson. Uh, no, no hate on – I'm the same way. No hate on TJ Hawkinson. I just don't think – not because he's not good or won't be good. I think he won't get the opportunities because they won't get many touchdown opportunities. Uh not only that, but somebody, if you're listening to this, go go look up TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I think he might have spent his summer in the streets of Detroit. He looks like a hobo. <laughs> this little clean-cut young TJ Hawkinson that you once knew. No, he's gross looking. Go look him up. I, I, I got to see this now. You got to Google TJ Hawkinson. First thing will pop up is a picture from Sports Illustrated one day ago. What the fuck? Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. He's jacked out of his mind, but he looks like a bum. (laughs) 
it's crazy from the from like the little snippet picture that you get on ESPN of this young little innocent TJ Hawkinson and then you see now he looks like he, I don't know he looks like he should be playing in like a punk band at your local pub on Friday night bro but he is jacked though he oh, is yeah, jacked. He's huge. yeah <laughs> he's huge but again he's just going to be an average tight end cuz he's got the same not really the same physique, but like Tyler Higby could be that same thing, but it just depends on who you have throwing the ball to you. Yeah. And it's Jared Goff at the end of the day. So uh, avoid TJ Hawkinson. We think right there. Don't, don't squeeze it. As a matter of fact, in the draft that we're in, especially because you have to draft him right now in round six. Yeah. Well, he remember how far he fell in this, in this draft we're in Travis, he fell a long ways because people yeah, probably because the same people thing. know that the quarterback that's throwing it to him is not great. He actually fell to the sixth round. He was the eighth pick in the sixth round. So in a 12 man league. So probably yeah. like seventh, but even yeah. then I'm not spending the seventh round pick on TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, no. Um, real quick thoughts on Kyle Pitts is juice. Is the juice worth a squeeze? We thought about it. We kicked the tire on it. I couldn't I, do it. You know, a rookie tight end in a shitty Atlanta system. I don't know. I can't pull the trigger on him in the fifth round this year. Now, will I be surprised if I'm kicking myself in the ass? No, because we talked about it uh, before that. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Because we talked about it last year, last week when we did wide receivers, that outside of Calvin Ridley, he's really the only piece that they have. Yeah. My my just thing is like I gotta see you produce in the NFL first before I'm gonna take a fifth round flyer on you. Especially on a tight end, like I understand drafting rookie wide receivers, rookie running backs, rookie tight ends are scary because that is like people underestimate the the transition of tight end from college to the NFL and tight end and in college. You don't have to pass block or run block near as much as you do in the NFL. So run blocking like, is a huge thing because he's undersized yeah. uh, for, a, for a tight end. Like a lot of people thought they'd switch him to wide receiver. So now you think, okay, hey, I'm going to switch over into run blocking. He gets put on his ass once, could get him really hurt. Yeah, exactly. So I would say, from like Travis said, I wouldn't be surprised we ended up, you know, kicking our ass, but I would stay away. So real quick to round out tight ends, we're going to do the same thing we do with, with running backs. Our top five tight ends, according to us, not rankings. Number one's clear and obvious. Number one and number two are clear, obvious. I'm flipping them. I'm going I'm going this year, uh, points-wise, I'm going George Kittle. Nice. You're, you're high on him? 
Yeah, I really am. Like, he's destroyed me so much every year in fantasy. He just kills me. Like, he'll have his best year or his best week of the year against me in fantasy. He's It's stupid. The offense literally runs through George Kittle. It's dumb. Yeah, and it, it doesn't it doesn't uh, help that he's a fucking amazing guy. Like he's he, yeah. he's an awesome dude. He is a good dude. Uh, obviously, you probably have Travis Kelsey. It's yeah. flip flopped. Mine's number two. Here's number one. Number three. I got Darren Waller. Surprisingly, I know I said to avoid him, but I don't think I, I think tight end's a guy you can wait for. But if you're gonna if you're if I'm gonna rank him, I'm gonna put Waller three. I do as well. I do as well. Number four. This. For tight ends, this get hazy because yep. on your rankings, we have Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to rank him that high. I'm then not. Pitts, 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 Pitts is not in my top five. Yeah. So then you got now. Mark Andrews, who hit or miss, TJ Hawkinson, Logan Thomas. I'm going all the way down to the number eight tight end, bumping him up to four, Noah Fant. Yep, me too. Really? Yep, yes, sir. Love it. I mean, obviously, everyone knows we're Drew Lock podcast through and through. Uh, yeah. Not only that, you add a decently healthy and a little bit more experienced offensive line. They're getting Cortland Sutton back. Uh, it's going to take a lot of pressure off Noah Fan. Opens up the offense a lot. If uh, even if Albert O can come back when they run those two tight end sets, I think it opens up for, for Noah Fant even more. So um, yeah, I'm not surprised we have him here. Drew Locks look great in preseason, even though there's been a big speculation. Drew Lock's going to be your starter week one. As a matter of fact, there's some bet at DraftKings, you can go bet between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke's the heavy favorite. Just bet your whole mortgage on him because he's he's going to be the starter. Yeah, absolutely. They haven't, they didn't actively go get Aaron Rodgers for a reason. Is because they want to give Drew Locke another chance. Love it. All in for it. Number five, already told you, mine's Tyler Higby. Mine's Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews just produces in, the, in that system. Uh, with, with with Lamar Jackson, I don't hate your pick at all. I feel like he had I'm a sure. lot of just turd weeks last year. That's that's outside of Kelsey Kittle and Waller. Every tight end does. It it's is just like, no, it is. But just from like going from such a dominant tight end that he was in 2019, I feel like he dropped off quite a bit last year, and that's the only reason I didn't have him in my top five. But I don't yeah, hate don't, him. Don't blame you at all. So that's the tight end talk. We're going to go to kickers real quick. This will be kind of quick, like like last week with defenses. For you, what is more valuable, a kicker or a defense? This is pretty obvious to me. I say kicker. Absolutely. I think a kicker can – like kickers can get 20-plus points like or 15-plus points week in and week out. Yeah. I mean, if you have a good kicker on your team, don't get me wrong. Like you could have a good defense and they get you a solid amount of points, but – it's very rare that a kicker is going to get you negative points or like five or less. Yeah. Unless, unless you pick kicker on an absolutely fucking terrible team. That's a very big possibility. So obviously we both think a kicker is more, more valuable than defense. Now the second question is, I think it's kind of interesting. I, I thought this was a cool question. Is Justin Tucker still your number one kicker? Or I don't do you think, think there's so. any, okay. So do you think there's any others that can make, cause he is according to draft rankings, Depending on where you look, number one kicker, it's either him or Harrison Bucker. My my thing when I'm looking at kickers is, and this is literally my mindset when I go to draft kicker and I'm looking to kicker is, what is a team that's gonna that has a pretty decent offense because you're not gonna take one with a shitty offense. What is a team that has a pretty good offense that doesn't score a lot of touchdowns 
and going and looking at this list. Bro, I know who I know exactly who who you're looking at. It's Jason Sanders. Jason Sanders. Not only can but can bomb the, kicks as well. Yes, exactly. Miami. That's a this team Miami, that stalls out in the red zone so much. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins. Jason Sanders. Like he, they do stall out, and even like Chelsea, even they don't. This dude can kick sixty yarders like they're fucking nothing. And like the other ones are Tyler Bass, Buffalo. They get in the end zone a lot, so you're getting a lot of extra points. Harrison Butker, they get in the end zone a lot, getting a lot of extra points. Uh, another one out if you weren't didn't want to take a number five ranked kicker as your number one is Young Way Kook, Kook. Young Way Koo for Atlanta. Kook. <laughs> Young Way Koo you for Atlanta. You, you, you've been. You've been watching too much Outer Banks. With the, exactly. With, with, with Young Way for Atlanta is a big one. Honestly, on and another one, uh, I'm going to throw it out there, Rodrigo Blankenship might not be bad either for, for Indy. Yeah, but the Indy offense scares me. So it's like I feel like they might stall out a little bit outside of field goal range a lot. No, I honestly love – I wouldn't say Jason Sanders is my, is my kicker number one. I would probably honestly go – Man, I don't know. Like you're saying, like if you look like at if you're not guys, taking your kicker, if you're not going to be the first one to draft kicker, Jason Sanders is not a bad one to look at. No, and he's a fucking like Travis said, he's a stud. Because you haven't watched me and him, me and Travis have watched him make so many kicks over the last I couple mean, the years. Dolphins not could even... not get in the could not get in the end zone in the game, and Jason Sanders could have 13 points. Yep. Like, yeah. Like, we we can literally win games 18 to. 14 because of our because of our kicking game so um uh great one there sleep so this is not going to include jason sanders but a sleeper kicker anyone outside the top five adp that like this is like a guy like you're a team that's like you're a fantasy guy it's like i'm gonna be the first i'm not gonna be the first one to kick pick a kicker but once i start going off the board like okay what can i look at outside top five adp for kickers i have one that you will be able to get with the very last pick of you as a kicker, that is that? not a bad pick. He's the twelfth ring kicker. It's Brandon McManus, uh, Denver, another team that can't seem to quite find the end zone every time they get in the red zone. And you're in Denver a lot of the time, so he's good to kick a fifty yarder, basically every time. Like if they're in fifty yard range, fourth down, they're sending them out. I love that pick. My pick's very similar. It's a guy who's always been good to me on fantasy. He's the 15th ranked kicker. Oh, sorry, 15th ranked kicker. So you can definitely get him in your last pick. Will Lutz for the yeah. New Orleans Saints. Uh, without Drew Brees, we don't know what that offense can look like. I do anticipate them stalling out a lot, but getting down in the scoring position to score and for him to kick, they're in a dome too. So eight games out of the year, he's playing, playing, playing in a dome. That helps out a lot. Will Lutz is also a great last second kicker that you can grab keep an eye on it though right now uh because he is hurt he is uh, he, he, rojas has just had a phenomenal game the other day uh well i guess it would have been last night uh, so keep an eye out for will lutz if you're drafting make sure he's not hurt when you pick him okay i did not know that um my backup then will be matt prater for arizona because arizona is going to get in scoring position i feel like kyler murray stalls out a lot and that and they also Kicking a dome. So Matt Prater's always been money though, for yeah. as long as I can remember. Not bad either. Not Matt Prater's the Matt Prater's the thirteenth ranked kicker. 
There you go. Pickers that you can take with the last pick of the draft right there. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of kickers, we, we've always had the stigma. I don't know if it's like a thing that goes around, but the person that like, we always say drafts a kicker defense first, like your team sucks. Would you ever draft kicker first? Even if you like your team and Justin Tucker's there. No, never, never, never. Can't do never. it. No, I don't care. Like, there's so many other guys, like you said, Jason Sanders, Tyler Bass, Blankenship. I mean, Greg, Greg the leg in Dallas there at seventh overall at kicker is not bad. So I'm never going to be the first one to kind of pull that trigger. No way. Yeah. Uh, me either. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Now let's go into, speaking of that, if you're never going to draft a kicker first, when is a good time to draft a kicker or would you ever look at someone and take them higher than what their ADP is? The only one that I would take higher than their ADP, like you said, is probably Jason Sanders. Which right now, but that's 154. So 16th round, uh, second to last. Yeah. So would you, you take him in the third to last round? Yeah, probably. Wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't know about that. That's a tough one. I would, I don't think I would take a kicker or it depends if, if I liked my team and I was in the third to last round and Justin Tucker, Harrison Butker went in front of me, then I would panic and take a Jason Sanders or young way Okay. But I would not be, I would not reach for one if I didn't have to. I, I'm not going to be, like you said, not going to be the first one to take one. So, okay. I hear you there. So that's been our position by position breakdown. We're going to make this episode go a little bit longer. If you're listening to us on the unhinged radio network, you might get cut off on this portion, but uh, thank you for listening. Go, go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at two drunk brothers and sub to the Patreon. But for all you podcast listeners, we're, we're going to keep keep the party rolling because I'm feeling good on a Tuesday night. I was sick last week. I'm not sick this week. Thank God. We're going to do a quick, a very, very quick mock draft. Travis, have you ever done a mock draft on, on, on Fantasy Pros? Can you, can you see my screen right here? I can see your screen. Uh, I think I've done one on Fantasy Pros. So they go really, really quick. So basically, like, we're going to pick. We're going to do a 10-man half PPR snake draft. We're going to do one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex spot, a defensive kicker, and six bench spots. 
we're going to randomize our draft order. So you ready? Where, where are we going to pick at? What do you think? Randomize it. I say they're going to give us six. I'm going to go fourth. Eighth. Eighth. So we have the eighth out of 10 picks. So we're going to go ahead and get started here. We're going to We're right off. there where we say we didn't want earlier. We're in the Saquon range. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to be tough. So the mock draft is starting right here. It's getting ready to load up. If I can take a little bit. Here we go. These are computers, um, by the way, for those who don't know. So yeah, it's not like we're not going to take forever. Yeah, so, all right, boom, it's our turn to draft. So who's been picked? McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamar, Aaron Jones, Zeke Elliott, and Nick Chubb. So, like Travis said, it gives us in that Saquon Barkley range. But do you take Devontae Adams here? Uh, I would say it because we're doing what, 10-man? Yeah. I'm not too keen on ever taking a wide receiver in the first round. But given where we're at, I think we'll be able to get a, a solid running back. So Devontae Adams would definitely be the pick over Saquon. Also, Devontae Adams buys week 13. I told Travis earlier we drafted Aaron Rodgers in our joint league. That's 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 killer because I mean in that league, and that sets you up for a dominant uh duo with him and Aaron Rodgers later. Yeah. So Devontae Adams, we're gonna we're gonna take Devontae Adams. Let's see who else, let's see who else comes off the board. Oh, some guys coming off. So okay. So Damn. right so before us, Devon- Austin Eckler was taken. Yeah, so after Devontae Adams, you went Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Tyree Kill, and Austin Eckler. We have to go running back here. Even though it's telling us to take Stefan Diggs, don't you think we have to go running back? You were all about taking Travis Kelsey at 10 and 11 earlier, and he's there. Yeah, but this is 8 and fucking 14 or 13. Uh, Antonio Gibson, I'm not high on him, though. Do you do Travis Kelsey, you think? I would. I mean, just just given the running backs that are on the board, we've already committed uh, and take, taken Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, or Travis Kelsey. If you're asking me which one I'm going to take, I'm going to take. I would take Travis Kelsey. I think so too. I think so too. It's pretty much split. Whatever. Now we're fu- we we're we gonna... and we have went against everything we've already said on this podcast about going but, with running backs early. We got to go back to back backs here. Oh, absolutely, because since we've been picked, Boom. there's been a ton of Stefan Diggs, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, AJ Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Ridley, Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Joe Mixon, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, Darren Waller, and George Kittle. So now we got to run it. We might have started a little mini run of tight ends there, though. But we've got um, we've got Chris Carson on the board here. Boom, right there. That that's it. Yep. Chris Carson. Right. The it sounds like JK Dobbins. We're gonna go Chris Carson with our third overall pick. Yep. Carson like Dobbins, said, Montgomery, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin. Uh, so we're looking at another running back here. The running backs that are on the board are DeAndre ooh, Swift, James ooh. Robinson. I think only given the fact that Travis. Oh, no, 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 no. Right here. Now I would go James Robinson over Darryl Henderson just because there's no one to take James Robinson's spot now since ETN's hurt. Daryl Henderson has a couple people lingering in the shadows. So this this apparently would be a reach, though, based on his com- his current ADP. James Robinson is a reach for round four, is what it says. 
I'm not. T- I don't want DeAndre Swift or Miles Sanders. I would go James Robinson. All right, we're gonna go James Robinson. So we back to back running backs there. And let's see where we end up next. We'll take a look at our team after this. After four picks, let's look at how, how do I look at my team? Here you go, rosters. So we got Chris Carson, James Robinson, at our running backs, and Devontae Adams and, Tra- Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey. They're on the pick in the fifth round. I'm not going to rip off everyone who's been picked. Uh, I, I guess I will. Josh Jacobs, C.D. Lamb, DeAndre Swift, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Daryl Henderson went, Robert Woods, Miles Sanders, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Adam Thielen, D.J. Moore, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and now we're on the clock. So what do you think we need here? Do you think we should go another wide receiver? Do you think we should go running back because running backs are – sorry, quarterbacks? What do you, what do you think in here? What so we have a tight end, a, a wide receiver, and two running backs. What are the what are the wide receivers looking like? Ooh, boom, Cooper Cup. Yep, yep, gotta get him. Yep, I agree. That was easy. Yeah, so now we say Johnson, T Higgins. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, TJ Hawkinson just got all those got picked. What do we got quarterback wise? Oh my God. Lamar Jackson's still there. We gotta, gotta snag right? him. Yeah. Gotta snag him. Well, 74% guys, of that's where I agree to take him there. Well, Lamar Jackson, we just got him in the sixth round. That's insane. Wow. R. Jackson, Chris Carson, James Robinson, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, and Travis Kelsey. That's a dangerous team right there. Yeah. So a lot of people just got picked, obviously, because we have that big gap. Let's go back. Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk, Dak Prescott, Mike Davis, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts finally got taken, Russell Wilson, Kenny Galladay, Tom Brady, Herbert, Michael Thomas, Jerry Judy, Jamar Chase, and Kareem Hunt. So now we're looking at filling some other, like, Flex spots, things like that, defense, kickers, and bench spots. The top guy on the board is Chase Claypool. Uh, Odell Beckham's there as well. The only thing with Odell Beckham, he's got the same bye week as Devontae Adams. Yeah, you almost can't do that because that would be our third wide receiver. Um, I mean. Should we, should we look at – we only have two running backs. Should we look at, at running back depth here? Yeah, we got Miles Gaskin, Javante Williams, Chase Edmonds. Uh, we could get that. We could go for that Javante Williams, um, Melvin Gordon stack. Stack. Because since we have close picks, let's do Should it. We let's do, do it? it. Let's do it. We yeah. just recommended it. All right. Watch Melvin Gordon get picked. There he is, he right, is there. right there. Got to take him. Do it. We told him to stack. Yep. We told him to do the stack, so we're going to stack yep. it as well. We're doing the Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon stack, guys. We did it. So now we got four backs. We're going to look for a wide receiver next if we can, whatever wide receiver is going to be available. So we're going deep now. Ooh, that's not bad at all. Brandon Before Cooks. This. You know, this guy's amazing, but I think we can get him later. I think this guy's going to be a stud. Corey Davis with with Zach Wilson? Yeah. Or 
it suggests another player. What other wide receivers we got down there? Oh, wait, Will Fuller suspended to start the year? Just just one game. Oh, is he? Um, That's not – that honestly might not be a bad pick, though. Not here. Not at, not at this pick. It's tough. What else we got? I, oh, what, what do we have for just, like, top players on the board right now this late in the game? No one great. Do we do Brandon Cooks? I, dude, some some someone's got to catch the ball in Houston. That that's my thing. Someone's got to catch the ball in Houston. That is fair. That yeah. is fair. Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Cooks was was the pick there. He's on our bench, obviously. All right, so now we go back to backs here. We got Antonio Brown's the best player on the board. So our team right now, guys, is Lamar Jackson. Chris Carson, James Robinson, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, Javante Williams in the flex. We got Melvin Gordon as the cuff on the bench. Also, Brandon Cooks on the bench. I don't want to go Will Fuller. I don't I don't like that. I don't know. Antonio Brown is scary too, but what do we have dude, for like a tight any backup tight ends? Well, we have Travis Kelsey, so we don't even need a backup tight end. Oof. Logan Thomas is there. About wide receivers, what wide receivers are on the board? Boom, LaVisca Chenault. You think so? Yeah, he's balling out. He had a lot of targets yesterday, uh, from Trevor Lawrence. So we're going LaVisca Chenault as a bench, as a bench depth play right there. And guys, we're definitely going to screenshot this and throw it as our mock draft on there. Um, of course it is. Jalen Waddle is our is our top wide receiver to take right now. And then second, Devontae Parker. Yeah, two two Miami guys, but we said fade Miami. Uh, we're not yep. going to draft Miami wide receivers. Oh so, my goodness! We do probably do need some more running back depth because well, we got click four on running the, backs. Click on running backs because I'm not sure shit not taking Gus Edwards. Holy hell. These guys stink. Yeah, we no, got we Gus wait. Edwards. Let's wait and cuff up Tevin Coleman and Michael Carter. Or we could do that now. Should I do Michael Carter? He might already be gone. Uh, I bet he's gone. Let's type in Carter. Oh. Nope. He's there. Let's do it. Draft him up. Shabam. Michael Carter. And then we can get yo dude late, right? We can get Col- Coleman super late. Yeah, we can get Coleman with like one of our last picks. Honestly, with this next one, we have two bench spots, a defense and a kicker. We might want to look into kicker. Kicker or defense. Uh, no. Yeah, no, no one's taking them yet. Oh, some, some, Steelers someone took D. Defense. Someone took the Rams D. We go Steelers defense. My only Steelers is in the NFC North, though. Or AFC North. Bucks. Do you take a defense here, though? In the tw- in the in, in the in the twelfth round? Yeah, we could take one next. Yeah, I think so too. 
I think we take whoever's BPA. But like, do you look at backup quarterbacks here for Lamar Jackson? Could is Matt Stafford there? Probably not. Maybe he might be. Matthew. Matt Stafford. I think it's Matthew. Matthew Stafford. No, he's gone. He's gone. All right. So Baker. Ooh, Baker's a good one. There There he is. is. After Baker Mayfield with our back quarterback in the 13th round. Well, this is coming back to bite us in the ass. Oh, Marquez Calais. We should have took him. All right. Now you want your uh, – Now I want the defense. Here. Taking Tevin Coleman with the last pick. Taking this, the uh, – Bucks. I don't know. We got, we got Justin Tucker on the board, and that's not a reach for him in the third to last round. We said we would take – so we take Jason Sanders in the third to last, and Justin Tucker's here. Boom, done. I'll take Justin Tucker. We'll yep. go defense with the next one, and the last one's going to be Tevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. And boom, Bucks fell right to us. They're right there. Yep. Wow. Look at that. Look at how that works out, guys. Drunk <laughs> drafts. All right, and then we have two cuffs. Who's the other one? Tevin Coleman. Well, no, we have one. We only have, yeah, we have two backup wide receivers. That's fine. Boom. Dunzo. We got a C. <laughs> I mean, let's I don't see our it. starting lineup. It's Lamar Jackson, Chris Carson, James Robinson. Again, we sacrificed good, like really high tier running backs because we went this route. Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, uh, Javante Williams, Tampa Bay Bucks D, and Justin Tucker. But also with Javante Williams, we got the Melbourne Gordon cuff. We also got the Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman cuff on the bench. We got Brandon Cooks, LaVisca Chenault on the bench as wide receivers. Also Baker as a backup quarterback for Lamar Jackson. Two AFC North quarterbacks. Yeah, and never like doing uh fancy drafts, like honestly, paying attention to grades is so tough because they never take into consideration like what you need at the time. Like, no. yeah, it might be a reach, but it's like you gotta get this player because they're not gonna come, they're not gonna be there come next time around. Yeah. Well, they so they ranked us as like so they like fantasy pros, if you don't pay for a subscription, it helped me out a lot last year. They ranked our quarterbacks as fourth overall out of the league out of 10. Running backs as 10th. Understandable. Like you said, we sacrificed that. Wide receivers is third. Tight ends is first. Kicker as first. And flex is seventh and defense is sixth. I don't know how they got us as 10 out of 10, but whatever. They have us in the past? Yeah. Rough. He said, they said right here, your top players. You drafted three players ranked in the top three of their positions, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Justin Tucker. If you drafted Gus Edwards at 12.3 and drafted the quarterback later, you would have been 33 points higher. Um, They're so high on hit, Gus Edwards, though. I'm not going to hit. Said you might need to hit waivers in week 11 
when Cooper Cup, Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon all have their bye. That's not a big fucking deal. You drafted Baker Mayfield in the 12th round, two rounds earlier. You drafted Justin Tucker in the 13th round, five rounds earlier. We drafted him oh. third to last round. How are we going to draft him five rounds later? I don't know. But that was our mock draft. We'll take a, we'll take a screenshot of this and show you guys what our, what our draft was like. You guys can flame us or not. But this was a fun episode. We love fantasy football. Uh, football's back. It's all the way back. Um, so, oh, never mind. I don't know how I get what I do here. Oh, no. Jared, you're drunk. Go home. I'm drunk. I'll go home. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, that was episode 130. Travis, what do you have to say? Subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, yeah, subscribe to the Patreon because tonight, boys, tonight we were hot. We were hot. We were hot, hot, hot. And uh, if you aren't subscribed, you're losing money and you're a fool. So uh, do that. Get on the bandwagon before football so that way the subscription will pay for itself throughout football season. So, absolutely. Uh, we'll come out with obviously we got MLB plays daily. We'll come out with college football week zero, uh, Patreon this weekend. We also, for those of you who didn't keep up with uh, the Ultimate Fighter, their finale live on the ESPN Plus card this weekend. Uh, so you have two of those fights. I'm going to be dropping a UFC Patreon article on that because I watched the whole Ultimate Fighter. So I got the inside scoop on who's going to win those fights. So lots to come. Check it out. Absolutely, guys. So that has been episode 130. Again, subscribe to the Patreon. Support the boys. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace. Nice guy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 